no greater love. And really, there is no greater love. There is absolutely no greater love. We, throughout almost every one of the worship songs, that's all that was flowing. There's just no greater love. Nothing that can compare with the love that he has for you and me. And my prayer is, honestly, for tonight, is that we get, I love the words Pastor Nate uses, fresh. We get a fresh revelation of God's love for us. And then the subtitle is, When Love is a Sacrifice. Who's he's married? Hands up. You know what I'm talking about. Love is a sacrifice, eh? That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Who's he's a parent? Love is a sacrifice. Who's he is a son or a daughter? Love is a sacrifice. I think when you put love anywhere, actually, it's love because it's sacrificial. It's like it's, we go out of our way to extend that love to that person all the time. And I've got um, three beautiful kids. Um, last, I think it was last weekend. Was it last weekend? Bradley, yeah, it was last weekend. Last weekend, Bradley comes home with a sheep. <laughs> and sheep make mess. And I found myself, Saturday being my day off, I found myself cleaning up after the sheep. So anyway, that didn't take too long. I helped out, you know. Um, he needed it for something he was doing. That's fine, okay? So I wake up Sunday morning, and... <laughs> like, I'm thinking the neighbourhood. Oh, what are my neighbours thinking? What are my neighbours thinking? I'm sure they'll forgive me. I looked over the side, Peter, I'm so sorry. It'll be gone soon, you know? So I'm sitting outside having a cup of coffee, and my daughter comes out. And she goes, Daddy. I said, what? She goes, could you do me a really, really big favor? I said, what? She goes, can you help me wash the sheep? <laughs> She's made a promise to her brother, because love is a sacrifice, that she'd wash this sheep. And because love is a sacrifice, she asked me to sacrifice. So I found myself Saturday morning Scrubbing sheep, holding the hose, catching the sheep, tying it up. But you know what? It's all fantastic because it's how we show love. Amen? Even though I smoke for the rest of the day. So that's unbelievable. Anyway, I want to, um, because that is the theme, so you're going to hear a lot more about love being a sacrifice. You're going to hear a lot more about the greatest love that was ever shown to man. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1. So now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. You, you really need to get a hold of that. For now, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong. No condemnation for those who belong. No condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 39 is the last verse of that chapter. No power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is worthy of praise. Now that is no separation. It starts off with uh, verse 1, no condemnation. One statement, powerful. And the last verse of the same chapter, no separation. How good is God that there's no condemnation and no separation? What's in between is just God's love 
poured out for each and every one of us. Amen. Can we give him praise right now? And I'd just like to pray. Father, I just pray right now, Lord God. We know you are here. You're faithful to everything that you've said. So, Father, I just pray that our hearts right now would just feel your presence and feel the love that we would get a fresh revelation of your love tonight, Lord God. If nothing but we get a glimpse of you, Father, continue to pour out your grace onto your people and bless every person who would see truth of water. In Jesus' name, amen. So the focus of the message um, is the greatest love of God as illustrated in a lot of the prophets' lives. I look at um, Noah. Like there was God's love demonstrated there, how he blessed Noah and his family, built this ark to get them to a place, to a saving place. And then re in, in a way, kind of like thought, wow, I don't want to do this again. I love my people too much after flooding this world. I don't want to do this again. So he makes a covenant with Noah saying, this will remind you of my covenant with you. I'll never ever do it again. And you look at his redeeming grace for Israel. In Moses, like Moses, the, the Israelites being oppressed in Egypt. And then how knowing that he loved them so much. And it was out of their own doing that they ended up there, we know from our scripture. But out of his love for them, sends them a saviour through Moses to lead them out of that land and into a promised land. We look at Gideon, another saviour of Israel. We look at my hero, Samson, my hero. He was a mighty warrior. Yet, yet he fell as well. He was the hero that was supposed to save Israel. He fell, ended up in prison, but prayed a prayer of forgiveness and God forgave him and come back to save Israel. So who is God? He is our saving grace. He's our redeemer. He's the restorer of anything that we ever lose. And he is just a God of so many chances. He will never ever leave you is his promise. He'll never ever forsake you. He will be with you whenever you call upon his name. But he's such a gentleman that he stands there waiting. He never forces himself upon you. Never ever stands there waiting. But he always pours out, sends a, a little guy here to tell you something. Sends a, a lady to tell you something else to let you know, I am here for you. And I'll bet each and every one of you have a story. And in that story, there is a person that came up and said, Jesus still loves you. No matter what you're doing, Jesus still loves you. And because of that, we turn. That gives us hope. And hope brings on faith. And then faith gets us to move into a place where God can do what he wants to do. You know, in John 10.10, some people take this scripture very lightly. It says that the enemy comes to kill and destroy, but he has come to give life. Now, if we can take that on board and understand what he's saying, he has promised you a good, good life. If my wife can make a beautiful apple crumble, she will, she, hey, it's, she does, believe you me, okay? If she makes this beautiful apple crumble, and you come up to me and say to her, how can I get that beautiful apple crumble at my place? How can I make it? And she'll give you a recipe. If you follow that recipe, guess what you're going to get? Beautiful apple crumble. Our Christ, our God, gave us a recipe for a great life. 
that we can all live. And all we need to do is pick up his word and follow the instruction that he's given us. And if we follow it to the letter, you will get joy, as we saw earlier. You'll start to dance. This isn't just about sitting there with our hands folded. This is about getting the freedom that Christ came to give us, the joy that he came to give us, the life that he came to give us in its whole fullness. My God is a good God. He is an unbelievable God. I have a history. If you've got a few days, I'll let you know about it one day. But I'm telling you, my God is a good, good God. He has never, ever let me down. Not one of his promises that he's made to me, he has withheld. Even when I'm unfaithful, he remains faithful. I love the message um, that we see in in the book of Hosea. Is that how we pronounce his name? H-O-S-E-A. Hosea? Yeah, okay. And my story's going to be focused... I'm going to sort of take you through an adventure, if I may. I'm not much of an actor, but I reckon I'll pass. But, you know, this, this story touched my heart when I read it. Because God pours out his love for the people, again, Israel, okay? Through this story, he shows us something that we can never comprehend. I don't know if my mind can ever comprehend the fullness of God or the love that he has for me. The overwhelming love that he has for me. See, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he died for the world. I tell you, for God so loved me that he died for me. This is where it comes down, where the rubber hits the road. I love what Anna said. She said, let's make it personal. He loves me. Trust me, he loves me more than all of you put together because that's personal. He died for Mick Sabbath. That's who he died for. And when I feel that, man, it's no longer anything corporate. This is so personal, so intimate. And this is the love that God has for us. And I just pray through this illustration that you would feel God's love, that you would actually feel it, not just know it, not just hear it, but you would feel the love of God that he has for us. It starts in um, Hosea, when God tells the prophet Hosea to go and marry a prostitute. Yeah, I know. If he asked me, I probably would have said no. I would have probably ran out the door. Not for me, but he was proving his love for his people through this. So we arrive at a scene. It's an auction. There's an auctioneer. There's a slave girl. And there's the people that are all congregated at this auction because there are so many slaves up for sale. And the auctioneer starts off with a bid. Do I have five shekels for this lady? Do I have five shekels? One guy puts his hand up and says, five shekels. And then there was silence. He says, well, come on, don't let it stand there. We need to move on. We've got something happening here. Someone walks out there and says, who is she? Do I hear seven? Do I hear seven? Um, I don't know. Do you know her? Come on, do I hear seven? Do I hear seven? Look at her. Beautiful. Do I hear seven? You know, I think, I think I know her. One guy says, where from? She says, you know, I, I think, I think, I, I, I think she's uh, been around this one. Yeah, she's got a really bad reputation in this town. Yeah, they, 
so many guys. Do I hear seven? Do I hear seven? Um, I hear she was married once. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear she was married once. I hear that she actually fell in love and he fell in love with her. They got married, had three kids. They had three kids together. Gee, can you imagine how great that would have been? They had three kids together. She must, she would have had a great, great life. Do I hear seven? Do I hear seven? Seven shekels! But who did she marry? How did she end up here? Well, we, we don't know. We just know that, you know, she couldn't stay away from her old life. It kept on pulling at her. It, the, the, the pull was so strong that she was disappearing for days. And then one day, she just left and never, ever came back. Do I hear eight? Do I hear eight? Come on, guys. We've got to get this auction on the road. Do I hear eight? Eight shekels, eight shekels. Well, who married her? Well, I think it was a preacher. I think it was a preacher that was in his town. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a preacher in his town. He married her. Yeah, yeah. Why would he marry someone like that? Why would he marry someone like that? Oh, man, back then it was different. He loved her. He just loved her. He just, what about the kids? I don't know. Don't know what happened to them. Don't know what happened to him. Do I hear eight? Do I hear eight? Eight shekels, eight shekels of silver. Come on, guys. We need to get this moving. So where is she now? Where is he now? Well, we don't know. Wow. Anyway, they should get this thing going. Because, like, really, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get eight shekels for her. But, you know, they should move on to this. Hey, I hear, I hear that, you know, he had a really, really tough time with her. Do I hear eight? Do I hear eight? The auction went on and on. And the people were getting frustrated that it was taking so long. So all you could hear now in the background, come on, end this. Give it away. Come on. Someone yells out and says, I'll give 10 shekels. 10 shekels? Is he for real? Like, really? Look at it. Like, it's not even like she's naked. She's... Nothing worse, she's getting old. Yeah, well, we heard, we heard that after she left, a man took her on board and he worked her hard. He worked her very hard. And that's why um, she's got gone in age. So she's not profitable to him, not useful to him anymore. So he's selling her. Oh, well, that makes sense. Do I hear 11? Do I hear 11? Come on, I need to get this so I can move the others. Do I hear 11? Someone out the back screams out 15 shekels and 10 bushels of barley the crowd was astounded they looked around the auctioneers looking is that for real did I just hear like he's making the cut on this he's gonna be happy who was that who was that 15 shekels 15 shekels everybody's looking who is this guy I don't know is he for real it's only 15 shekels of silver and 10 bushels of barley? Is that for real? She's not worth that, is she? Come on, what's going on here? Uh, sir, did I hear you right? 15 shekels and 10, barley of, uh, 10 bushels of barley? Yes, he says. So he walks up and he goes, here's the 15 shekels of silver. Auctioneer takes them and he says, I'll bring the bushels, the 10 bushels of barley tomorrow. And she stood there could not even lift her eyes. So you can imagine what she was thinking. Here we go again. And she was waiting for some rough hands to just grab her and drag her along the street 
we take her and put her back to work for the team. But she's in seven year eight and her eyes consistently lowered looking at the floor. And then she felt not a pair of rubber hands. She felt the gentle, soft touch of a cloak, a sheet that wrapped around her shoulders, covered her nakedness all the way down to her knees. And then she heard words, Doma, Doma. And then as her knees, she, she heard her name called. And she was still too afraid to look up. Then the voice said, Doma, Doma. And then as she lifted up her eyes slowly to the figure that was in front of her, then she looked into my eyes and tears started to run down her cheeks. She said, okay, Ed. She goes, yes, it's me, Doma, it's me. It's me, Doma. She goes, Hosea. Tears running down. He grabbed her hand and they walked through the crowd holding hand in hand and all the way home. You might be asking yourself, why would a man do something like that? Why wouldn't he have just given up hope on someone like that? Because in Hosea 1, verses 2 to 3, when the, Lord, when the Lord first began speaking to Israel through the prophet Hosea, he said to him, go and marry a prostitute so that your children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshipping other gods. So he married Doma. A prostitute worshipped other things I've worshipped other gods, other things, whether it be success in my life, whether it be money chasing after it, a great house, beautiful cars, or chasing after the wrong things in life. Maybe get, being addicted to things like drugs or alcohol. I've, I've prostituted things, but yet he came and covered my nakedness he came and covered my nakedness. And when I allowed him, he walked me hand in hand and took me back home. See, that's the love of God. And God wanted to demonstrate that love in real people's lives. After this, in verses in Hosea 3, 1 and 2, I, I read these verses and I'm thinking, my God is bigger and better than what I ever thought. He said, then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again. Even though she commits adultery with, other, with another lover, this will illustrate, here it is, this will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel. He was making an illustration for all of us to understand. Pastor Nat just had an invitation, gave everybody an invitation to a call out to understand God's love. This is God's love. He wanted to demonstrate his love in a way that we can't understand. I can't understand how he forgave me. I cannot understand 
care who was able to forgive him. But you know what caught my heart? You know what broke my heart? When I read that it was the love of God that he had for me even while I was a sinner. See, he doesn't wait for you to become perfect. He doesn't wait for you to come out here and respond to an altar call, then go in the pool of baptism and be baptized. He forgave you. He loved you even wherever you were. There's the proof in this story. Who is this prophet? And what would lead him to act as he did? He just heard the word of the Lord and he said, yes, Lord. See, that was sacrificial love. That was sacrificial love. Hosea 14.4, and I just want to finish with that as the band comes up. The Lord says, then I will heal you. We were talking about making it personal. We were talking about saying how he loves me. Listen, this is personal. The Lord said, then I will heal you. I will heal you. I will heal you. Of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. His anger. I'm a dad. Can I be honest and confess some things right now? My kids sometimes make me angry. Actually, they can't make me angry. I choose to get angry <laughs> when they rub me the wrong way. Okay? But he says, wow, my love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. We always hear people preach, and I don't agree with it, about the anger of God, the wrath of God. See, I, I know for a fact that on that cross, the wrath of God was cast out. The grace of God and the love of God came. That's what that cross did. I love what the cross did with two other people. This, this like, it's an unbelievable truth. With two other criminals, he was hung on this cross. And both of them, I reckon, were kind of thinking, what on earth is going on here? This guy's supposed to be the Messiah. Why doesn't he just do something, you know? Like, <laughs> army of angels come down. One of them says, save yourself if you're the son of God and save me with you. The other one had a change of heart. He stood there and he says, you know what? Shut your mouth, bro. Me and you, we deserve what we're getting. You know, we've been bad. We've been real bad. But he's done nothing to, de des to deserve this. He's done nothing. And then he looks to Jesus. I love this. And I can just picture him looking to Jesus. And if he could, he would turn around and touch Jesus on the shoulder. Remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Can you say that tonight? Are you in a position where you believe his love, even though you may be a criminal hanging on the left or the right side of him? But are you in a position to actually accept the love that he has, as this guy did? He didn't go to church on Sundays. He didn't give in the tithing when the tithing buckets come around. Sorry, Pastor. He didn't go and visit people in hospital. He, he just acknowledged that he was a sinner. He acknowledged, you and I deserve this. He acknowledged that he was a sinner. But he saw the blameless 
Christ that would be in front of me. And he knew. Otherwise, why would he say, remember me? What good was it going to do him? And here's what Jesus did. And I reckon if I pictured it and you like this, hey, dude, you'll be with me today. You'll be with me in paradise. Not because of what you've done. Because <laughs> no. Jesus' last words on the cross was, it is need to add, there's nothing I can do to make him love me any more than what he already does, and nothing I can do to make him love me any less. He rejuvenates, he adds me back to front, he's accepted me for who I am, and he loves me for who I am, and he's an encouraging God, he'll always be with us. So can we all just stand to our feet for a sec? I know Pastor Matt Leeds already has an altar call for salvation. But you know what I want to have an altar call for? If you really want to experience God's love, you want that fresh touch from Him tonight. Because I know He's here. And he's, he's portrayed His love in this story that I've shared with you. He's portrayed this immeasurable love, unconditional love, overwhelming love. If you want a touch, a fresh touch of that, we're going to make the altar available. The band's going to be ministering to us through song going to allow the joy of the Lord to come back into our hearts. If you've lost that, allow the joy. And I, um, one other thing as I was preparing, the word shame came to me. I can picture this lady with so much shame. So much shame. And I just believe that God came to take the shame, the shame away. And I don't want to put anyone on display, but you know, if there's shame in your life, in your heart, Nobody knows about it because it's something that we deal with on our own. Man, this is the time to just raise our hands and allow the Holy Spirit just to minister and remove that shame from our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, guys.